Hello and welcome to Concert Pipeline. I'm Steve Jones. And I'm Meg Jones. Yeah, I'm here with a special guest, my wife, tonight uh, as we kind of covered Bottle Rock from Napa. Before we get into the bulk of the program, which is Napa Valley's Bottle Rock Festival, uh, we're of course going to hit one of our most popular segments, which is the, the music news. And uh, um, of course we want to remind you to follow Concert Pipeline on Twitter, at Concert Pipeline and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash concert pipeline. Hit the subscribe button in iTunes. You know you want to do it. Um, it'll uh, really uh, help us out there. Um, but so let's let's go ahead and let's hit some music news. course brought to us by antimusic.com forward slash day in rock i'm just going to hit some stories here before we get into bottle rock um some some big stuff in the news right now um so new foo fighters album includes some some pretty big names um dave grohl uh, has revealed some details of the forthcoming foo fighters album which is due to be released this fall uh the record will include collaborations with gary clark jr zach brown uh, rick uh, Nielsen of Cheap Trick and Eagles member Joe Walsh, according to Billboard. Uh, As we were coming down from the success of the last record, I thought, now we have license to get weird, said Grohl. If we wanted, we could make some crazy, bleak Radiohead record and freak everyone out. Then I thought, fuck that. Grohl said that the uh, goal for the album is to make stadium anthems that startle instead of just banging out these big choruses, because that's what we do. We're banging them out in the middle of instrumental sections that'll take you by surprise. The music is a progression uh, or an evolution for sure, but it's a Foo Fighters record. Um, And so, yeah, there's a a Foo Fighters record on the horizon, which is really cool. Um, Actually, last year at um, at the Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl was in Napa um, showing his Sound City music documentary and Sensei Studios and um, he told if the Foo Fighters were back together by this year uh, that they would do Bottle Rock so there was anticipation of them actually playing Bottle Rock this year uh, but that didn't happen. Foo Fighters weren't officially back together so maybe we'll see them at Bottle Rock next year. I guess we'll uh, we'll see about that but um, either way Foo Fighters always deliver and so uh, so that should be a really cool album. Uh, next up is uh, a story on Sammy Hagar. Uh, he seems to be in the music news a lot as well, uh, but uh, this story is about him planning an unplugged album. Uh, he has revealed plans to release an album of acoustic versions of some of his next known songs. Hagar teamed up with the Wabaritas guitarist Vic Johnson for the forthcoming project to be entitled Light Roast, which will be issued via his website in the near future. It was just me and Vic in the studio with no overdubs, uh, just two guitars, sometimes one guitar, sometimes just one voice, sometimes two voices. The sessions were inspired by the rehearsals for Sammy's recent co-headlining appearance at the Acoustic for a Cure Benefit show, uh, an evening that saw acoustic sets by James Hetfield of Metallica, Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day, Scott Matthews, Pant Monahan of Train, Joe Satriani, Nancy Wilson of Heart, and more. And uh, yeah, Concert Pipeline was there. You got to hear that on the last podcast. And sometimes uh, great, amazing nights like that can inspire big things like uh, like this one, where Sammy Hagar's uh, going to do really a simplified acoustic album. And, and it's not even going to, it sounds like it's not even going to be on shelves. It's just going to be on, um, on his website, which is, 
which is pretty cool, right? Uh, so definitely uh, it would be interesting to see that. I'm a big Sammy Hagar fan, and uh, so I'll definitely give it a listen. Um, cool. And so, uh, so our last story in the music news today is uh, about Paul McCartney. And uh, if you remember from the music news last week, uh, he was hospitalized um, in Japan uh, after cancellation of his Asian Asian tour, um, and pretty much a statement further explained um, his current health battle. Since contracting a virus last week that led to the postponement of tour dates, Paul received successful medical treatment at a hospital in Tokyo. Um, He will make a complete recovery and has been ordered to take a few days rest. Paul has been extremely moved by all the messages and well wishes he has received from his fans all over the world. Uh, McCartney issued a statement earlier this week detailing his disappointment in having to cancel his tour. I was really looking forward to playing in Tokyo again after we had such an amazing time here in November. Uh, So to cancel this show as well as the National Stadium shows is hugely disappointing for me as well. I'd like to thank my many Japanese fans for their love, messages, and support and and understanding. So that's... uh, uh, Paul McCartney's. Uh, I'm just going to pop in here and say that Steve officially has the worst, worst English accent I have ever heard. Let's go ahead and hear yours. <laughs> oh. Nope, that's okay. I You've got balls for attempting it, but <laughs> those are balls of steel because that is the worst English accent on earth. <laughs> Sounds like someone's a little jealous. That's what I think. Thank you, Paul McCartney. I appreciate that. Uh, so I think we'll go on to talk about Bottle Rock a little bit from there. Um, your your taste on concerts, you know. How, how often do you like to go to concerts? Tell us. Am I really supposed to say this on Concert Pipeline? Um, I don't really like concerts. I'm not a huge fan of standing for hours. I like to, you know, sit. I like to go home before my back hurts. So I'm kind of an old, an old woman when it comes to going to concerts. It's okay, it happens. So, But uh, this concert, so let's, yeah, we can start with Friday. So tell us a little bit about your impression on Friday. Uh, I feel like I'm getting interviewed here. <laughs> a little bit. Um, my impression of Friday, it just it just wasn't what I was what I was expecting, I guess. There weren't a ton of people. I mean, there were people, but um, it wasn't super crowded, so it was pretty chill. There was room to walk. There weren't really big lines for the food or the bathrooms or anything. So it was just on a, you know, it was... It was kind of nice. It was on a smaller scale than I thought, but everything was super nice. It was apparently less dusty than last year because they had, you know, like whatever you call the fake grass that they roll down or whatever it was. Um, You know, all in all, it was a pretty comfortable concert to be at. Yeah, so, uh, and so we we went again Saturday night, um, and uh, actually all day Saturday, and we got to see some some pretty cool bands. Um, What were the highlights for you? Um... So I'm going to be uh, totally honest here and say that I had heard of Matt and Kim. We have some friends who like them, but I didn't really know what it was all about. Um, and I think they were the highlight for me, just seeing them, watching their set. They had so much energy. It was so fun. It was, you know, pretty hot in the middle of the open crowd when they were on. They were on pretty early in the day, but they had so much energy that the crowd was just feeling it and everybody was dancing and it was so much fun. And I, I think that was probably the best part of my day. I enjoyed that so much more than I was expecting, and it was a nice surprise. Yeah, and so uh, we got to uh, enjoy a lot of the concert. And there are four stages, uh, bands playing 
um, on each stage at different times of the day. And so Saturday uh, started out with Trebuchet, a concert pipeline veteran, um, on uh, on the local stage. And this was your first time seeing Trebuchet. What were your thoughts there? I thought they were really great. Um, and it was nice to see a local band come there. And I thought that I, I love, I like their music a lot. It's really my style and all their voices. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so I think hopefully we'll see some more of them. I think we will. And so actually, why don't we start it off with a, uh, a song from Trebuchet, from uh, Butter Rock. Here's Trebuchet. I was born on a riverbank. I was raised amongst the green. When I came of age, I raised my anchor and I sat to sea.
so that was Trebuchet from Petaluma, and uh, they're really fun. Uh, Meg's uncle is uh, friends with the band, and he is really a big advocate for him, and kind of made the uh, initial interview um, more of a possibility. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're fun times. Um, so, kind of continuing on, we had a, a busy couple of hours at Bottle Rock where we interviewed some bands, and so you'll get to hear that on uh, this episode of Concert Pipeline. Uh, the bands that you're, are going to be featured are Smash Mouth, yes, that's Smash Mouth, and uh, Tea Leaf Green, and also uh, Matt and Kim, uh, which you mentioned earlier you're a big fan of, yes? Yep. Yep. Uh, so uh, so before we get started, we, I, we kind of had to uh, tour around the different stages because of the set times that each band had, we wanted to be able to bring some some of the uh, their songs to uh, the podcast, and uh, and actually Tea Leaf Cream and Matt and Kim were playing at the same exact time, so we kind of bounced between a couple of stages before hitting the Smash Mouth interview. So um, so we got a couple songs though, uh, and we'll include those in the podcast. Uh, so but let's start out with Smash Mouth. Uh, so tell me um, your thoughts on the Smash Mouth interview. Uh, it was fun. They were all super nice, and they were uh, good and dirty, which is kind of my style, so I had a good time. Very cool. And uh, your friend Jen, she uh, she did Steve Harwell's hair, did she not? Yeah, that was pretty funny. So, uh, you know, people say Napa's small, but I guess it really is. So my good friend Jen got to do his hair that day, right before uh, we saw him and interviewed him. And I brought that up to him, and he, he said he had a good time with them. So that was good to hear. Yeah, so we got to talk to the guys in Smash Mouth for a little bit um, and got uh, to record one of their songs. So let's uh, start it off here with Smash Mouth. All right, we are here uh, backstage at Bottle Rock with Smash Mouth. Um, why don't we go around and introduce ourselves? Obviously, Steve Harwell. Steve Harwell, Michael Kluster. Hi, Michael Kluster. Hey, I'm Jason Sutter. Sean Hurwitz. Hey, Paul Delisle. And uh, and so you're in Napa, and we're playing at the fairgrounds. You guys have played here before, right? I think we have, but not for Bottle Rock. But no, no, no. Just, yeah. It's just an amazing venue. It's massive. I saw the cure yesterday. I was like, oh, it was yeah. huge. Yeah, we, we saw that too. It was uh, put on a good performance. It wasn't loud enough, though. I wanted it louder. I know. We kind of felt the same thing. I so. know. It's like really, well, because Napa, everybody's like, uh, they turn it down. My wine is spoiling, and my cheese is going bad. <laughs> Well, but is this the second Bottle Rock? Yeah, it is. This is the second one, yeah. It was great last year. I mean, I didn't go, but it's a great... It's almost like Coachella of the North. And you don't have to deal with the 110-degree heat, right? Well, the cool thing is that the temperature's been... You know, the weather's been great, but to be able to have bands like Outkast back together, LL Cool J, Eric Church, you've such a variety, and you've got De La Soul, I think, played. I mean, it's just it's just a great variety. And that shitty band, Third Eye Blind. I mean, whatever. We're cool with that. Have you guys toured with Third Eye Blind? Yep, and it wasn't that great. But we do have Kevin Cadigan, who is one of my good friends. And uh, we're doing a little side thing tonight during our show. Uh, a little side project we're doing called Radio Angel. We're going to play a couple songs. And the guys are gracious enough. And, you know, we're family. And they're gracious enough to allow us to do that. And uh, I appreciate that big time. Because, uh, you know, it could be a touchy situation. But... Uh, Everybody's been really cool, and uh, you know we have a great summer tour coming up with uh, us, Uncle Cracker, uh, 
We also have uh, Blue, Blue Travelers Traveler, right? and Sugar A, and it's going to be a really fun, fun tour. Playing some venues which we've never played, which, first of all, to play, uh, where are we playing? Uh, Red Rocks. Oh. I mean, that's like... I've always wanted to go there. I'm like, oh, we're playing there, finally. So it's really cool, and the band's on fire. The guys are the best, and I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put anything else. I mean, these guys are the best in the business, and it's makes it easy. Yeah. So how long have you guys been been with the band Smash Mouth? I know Paul, you've been with the band. Original founding member. Steve and I are Yeah, Steve and I are two, two originals. Hippie's been with us for, you know, since '97. Uh, approaching 18 years. Wow. Jason was with this in 2005. Yeah, six. So about eight, nine years yeah. on and off. Yeah. And Sean. Is I actually joined in '75. Uh, <laughs> before the band even started. That's amazing. No, about three and a half yeah. years. Yeah. He went to Iraq with us, and then came, and then he came back, and then we. He's in the army now. No. <laughs> it's a new song we wrote. Uh, you'll you'll hear it. <laughs> yeah. He's. You know. It's a lineup. You know. It's like. I mean, you've got. You got one of the best drummers in the business, one of the best guitar players, singers, bass player, singer, keyboard player, singer. Everything just feels like it's, it's just, it's fun to go on stage and play. And we're at a point now in our career, it's like, you know, cocaine's a crazy drug and it's fun, but I'm 47, it doesn't work every day. But these guys, every day, it's like, you get the best of the best. and. I know it didn't make sense what I just said, but to me it did. It, it's good. But it's just like to play with these guys. It it, it it makes rock and roll so much fun because you know you've got the best musicians next to you. It's like, are you shitting me? This is easy, you know. And it's and so it's it, it's an honor for me personally to be surrounded with best talent out there and. I listen to this shit out here, and I'm like, Jesus, come on, write a song. So I'm gonna uh, kind of, I'm gonna geek out a little bit, right? And go ahead and, geek uh, out. and I'll, I'll let you guys know, you guys were, I mean, Smash Mouth was pretty much my first concert, like years ago, like my first favorite band. Um, so I mean, I, I'm a big fan. I'm sorry big fan. about that. Rather, <laughs> <laughs> how old am I? You know, generation right like so back back in the you know 90s or so yeah 97 I mean but you know like talking about Michael being in the band and then you know when Greg left the band and you know it's it's so hard to find a replacement for a guy like him but when we found Sean it was like wow and then you know when you know we had to get you know when Jason came in the band it was like when Jason it was so great because he walked in with his fucking aviators on we had rehearsals in LA, and we were at SIR. He walks, he's like, yeah, dude, whatever, dude. Just play whatever you want, man. It's fucking rock and roll. And I'm like, you're the shit. And Paul Paul pulls me aside. I'll never forget this. He goes, dude, that's the fucking guy right there. I, I went, can I talk to you guys outside for a minute? <laughs> I, was just like, I was like, and Jason goes, I'm going to, and Jason goes, I just ran around the block, I think, and screamed. Or I don't know what it was, but. It just when you play with somebody, you know instantly is like, motherfucker, you're just like in the. It's like, it's it makes rock easy and you know and and you know and to replace a guy like Greg Camp, it's I mean, hands down he's one of the best songwriters in the business, one of the best guitar players. But Sean has superseded his shoes and 
and he's just a student of the game, and it's, it's you know, it's just to have a guy you can look at and go and not even think about it. And when you have a band like that, for us, for me personally, it's just, it's like, it's like fucking spreading butter on bread. It's like so easy peasy. So when when Greg left the the band, I was was that to pursue his own musical endeavor? Well, it was that was a personal issue, which we won't talk about. But it, you know, we're repatching things, and I love them. And you know, I'll always say this, and I will say this to anyone in front of anyone. You know, I want to finish my career with him next to me. But right now, I wouldn't trade this for the world right now because it's so good. So you guys uh, obviously do a lot of covers, right? And so what's your kind of favorite song to play live that, that you cover? Um, it's it, well, it's a song called I Love Pussy, but we don't play it a lot. <laughs> Not good for the fairground audience? Well, it's more of a personal song to me. I play it in my room a lot, in my head. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, as, you know, as cover songs, there isn't a song we don't play that I don't love. I mean, I think we all love playing everything every night. And you know, people ask us, "Oh, you get bored of this?" I'm like, "No. How can you get bored of these songs?" I'm like, "They're timeless and they're great." And it's like, you know, I think as a band, the Smashman, and I'll toot my own horn and toot their horns. I think we're the best band to remake covers out there. Period. So. And obviously, you get enlisted to do a lot of big things. Like, you know, I have a four-year-old daughter named Fern, and she's a big fan of the movie Shrek. So, so she, you know, enjoys your songs, obviously, from Shrek. And uh, and, uh, she... and that's an honor. You know why? Because back in the day, we were called sellouts. You know, it was like, oh, you're licensing music, you're a sellout. Trust me. The greatest quote I ever heard. I was watching Larry King one day, and I saw Steven Tyler on there and he goes and he goes what's a sellout he goes i sell out every night yeah. and he goes why wouldn't i sell my music to a movie yeah. he goes i'm not stupid i mean if you're going to write me a check that big yeah it's part of being something that that'll last forever right and that just makes it bigger it makes yeah. it longer and that gives you longevity and and you become timeless in a way and you know i mean for us fortunately you know we were able to give that opportunity. I mean, for so them. You my interest. You're like, what, what is this, right? Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, I'm sure you have so many, your, your music so many places, but but uh, my daughter gave me this for my birthday, which was a couple days ago, so. <laughs> That's awesome, right? Well, Greg all the money on that one, so. <laughs> you can go ahead and tear that up. <laughs> I didn't get shit from that. Four-year-old daughter? Yeah, yeah, she's four years old. Four-year-old daughters, are, they rule. They are. She's just so exploratory, right? And her name's Fern. Oh, cool. What's your daughter's name? Dorothy. Oh, very cool. What's she starting to do? What's she, what are her interests? Everything. She's this, the greatest thing ever in the world. She does everything great. And so do you tour with, like, your family? Do your families come along? Or does she like seeing you guys play? Or she? When, whenever she, when, when she sees us play, she hasn't seen us play in a while, but... Her reaction is to come to try to run up on stage and sort of rescue me. Like, get off there, Daddy, you're going to get hurt or something. You know, it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, I think the, no, the uh, volume sort of like scares her a little bit. She thinks I'm in danger, you know. <laughs> I know we're kind of pressed for time. You guys got other things to do, family in the, the area, but. Yeah. Uh, parents are here, and we have friends here, and uh, I know Jason loves this area. Jason's the artsy guy. He'll walk around and buy shit all day long. And so, so what is it you guys like? Buy me anything. That's what's weird. Yeah, yeah. Like underwear. Fucking... What do you, do you 
buy vintage acoustic guitars. I've never gotten one fucking picture from you. Six guitars are And I have nothing. I'll get you. I got you shoes at once. I did get you. I still have those. I didn't get it. I have it. I got shoes back in the day. Oh, yeah. The fucking... Yeah, those are awesome. Yeah, Clark's. Well, I want to thank you guys for, for doing the interview and for obviously being a part of my childhood as well. So. Oh, thank you. As long as we made a made a mark in your life, that's great. Is that a live thing coming out or is that... Yeah, we have a live record coming out on Sony. So uh, it was actually over three shows we did and uh, it's freaking amazing. And Walk on the Sun. First live record it's, ever. Right? It's our first live record ever and you sound like fucking Peter Frampton comes alive, dude. It's so good, dude. Do you know when that's coming out? Uh, we haven't scheduled a date yet, but uh, we just signed with Sony on that one, and then, uh... The, the neat thing about this is, is it, it's a different treatment of the, of the songs, of the hits, where the shows that were a little hard, harder hitting live, than we are, like, it's a little more up-tempo and kind of rocking, but the same songs in a different, you know, we're not just remaking the, the songs in the same, so it's, um, there's some improvisation, and I think it's really neat, I think people are going to really, really like it. And a very like almost psychedelic vibe to it. When you hear "Walk on the Sun," I'm like, it's like when you guys all trade off. It's like, holy fuck, oh, dude, dude, it's so good. It's like we are good. We are the best. Fuck Leonard Skinner and fuck Led Zeppelin. We are the Van Halen of today. And I am Elvis. You put that fucker in writing. And so just one more. One more question that I saw. You guys have since we're in Napa, obviously food and wine is big. Condoms. That's what I was going for. You beat me to it. So. Never have. Never will. It's like a fake. It's like a fake sock on your dick. It's like I hate that. I don't know how to tra transition. Get on skin. Till the I don't blame you. You know. I don't blame you. See? Yeah. See, we have two kids, so. You guys are married? I love you guys. Put a condom on them, okay? I don't want three. We're done. Done at two. That Volvo only fits so many people in that fucker, okay? Exactly. So what was your question? You have one more question? It was about the, the cookbook. You guys have a cookbook. Take your beard. Yes. Um, it's called Recipes on the Road, and it's uh, it's like... Uh, recipes from different places that we've. You look like Ghoul Survivor. I love your book. <laughs> right now, yeah. We, uh, it's like recipes from different places that we've visited on the road, um, and then Paul basically wrote a kind of a simple bio. So each city kind of has a story tied into the to the place. You know. Paul almost got raped um, by a black guy in San Francisco. We're going to the park to meet my friends. Oh no! That <laughs> This is it. Come here. We're going to the park to meet my friends. And ironically, I the bus just happened to pull around the corner and Paul broke away and spun a 360 and just ran towards the bus. I would I would do nothing else. That chapter's called Recipe of I was waiting for Dog the Bounty Hunter. In the recipe. I was like, where's Dog the Bounty Hunter right now? He's friends. <laughs> so you went to this brilliant... Anyway, the cookbook is amazing. You should check it out. It's yeah, really fun. Cool. It really is fun. Really you fun. know what? Pictures too. It's more of a, like, a, like, coffee table read. It's a... It's, like a it's diary. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, it's photos from when we started in our 20s up to recent. And, and every city we've ever... You know, Paul's the only guy that remembers every day, every show, every time we play. Yeah. I'm brain dead, basically. And... I'm like, he's like, he just, he knows every story, every moment, every day. And I'm like, fuck, dude, how do you know all these things? I'm like, he's a catalog, huh? He's a fucking, 
it should be on like Celebrity Jeopardy of rock and roll. There's a disclaimer that if anybody gets sick from any of the recipes, we have nothing to do with I have that. Nothing to do with it because I hated every recipe in the book. It's part of being on the road, though. So. It's part of it. Hey, just, hey, I'd rather have a fucking goddamn BLT. Period. <laughs> but but go get the recipe book, so. <laughs> you gotta get it. The recipes from the road. Well, thank you guys for doing the interview with Concert Pipeline. I appreciate it. Hello, I'm Steve, and you fucking listening to Concert Pipeline, bitch. So anybody that knows me knows that Smash Mouth was pretty much my first concert, the first band I really liked. Um, and so uh, I've met Steve Harwell a couple of times, um, but I haven't gotten the chance to interview him. And um, and I interviewed the rest of the band as well, and they were really cool. And so it was, it was cool to kind of get to sit down and talk to him about where the, the band's at, where he kind of sees uh, Smash Mouth now. Um, obviously they've... Uh, had a long career and uh, yeah that was a good time um, we're gonna move forward as well into um, an interview uh, and a couple of songs with tea leaf green which is from San Francisco um, actually went to the same college I did San Francisco State so we have that in common and uh, and we'll kind of hit that off right now tea leaf green <laughs> All right, we are here with Tea Leaf Green, so why don't we go around the room and uh, introduce ourselves. Hey, I'm Cochran. I play the drums. Scott, play the drums also. Josh Clark, the greatest guitar player ever to live. Awesome. <laughs> I'm Trevor Garrett, and I play the keys. <laughs> Reed Mathis. <laughs> wait, for, wait for it. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, so you guys had your set here at Bottle Rock. Uh, how do you feel it went? Um, I had fun. Yeah, I think it, I think it went well. It was it was good, solid. Yeah, feeling the crowd. It was great. Yeah, I got to be on a riser and it was really nice. I like that. Paul riser. Paul, yeah. You got you got the quips here. Tell us tell us about your million dollar idea. Are you okay? To, no, you're, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> First rule of a million dollar ideas: don't tell anybody about your million dollar idea. Until you got it, sir. Don't tell a, a podcast <laughs> your million dollar idea when you know you're a procrastinator. <laughs> it's okay, you'll, you'll make it happen, and we'll know about it, and then everybody will know Stay about tuned, it. Stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. This is gonna it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, so I saw your set. It was really cool, and uh, I mean, you guys are from the Bay Area, right? So have you played in, in Napa before? Uh, we did one time. We played at the. the Mystic, the Uptown. We also played the Uptown. Or, yeah, the Uptown. Yeah, the whatever the theater yeah, is. Mystic's in Petaluma, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Uptown. Uh, yeah. Over, over the years, we've played in pretty much every little shack or watering hole or bar in Northern California. What's your favorite water hole? Um, uh, put me on the spot. <laughs> Trevor doesn't drink water. I don't, I, don't, I don't drink holes either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless after that. <laughs> so let's go back. You guys have been around. You're coming up on your 20th anniversary. You have any celebratory plans? Is that a true thing? It is a true thing. Wow, really? Uh, well, no, well, that's 2017, like 17, it'll be the 20th. Yeah. Yeah. We got three more years. That makes me feel. I don't. That makes me feel so many things. I don't even know if I can. Speak. You're almost legal, though. <laughs> it's a mixture of pride and shame. <laughs> pride, shame, sadness. Uh, Half our lives. At least three of us. We've been in the yeah. So, same band. For I've almost I, I've almost gained the exact amount of pounds. <laughs> 
as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gains a pound for every year. Yeah. Uh, on ratio. So at this rate. That's <laughs> true. That's true. It's healthier this way, I guess. I've been I've been losing weight actually. Tell me about so. your cholesterol, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I haven't been to a doctor in 20 years. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's probably the better way to go. Not yeah. since we started the band. Yeah, sorry that I had to cut cut the health insurance <laughs> to pay for this rock and roll hot lifestyle. So you, you kind of formed at uh, San Francisco State, and I actually went to San Francisco State as well. So really, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Television, radio, production. Okay, wait, yeah. Wait, how old How old are you? Graduated in 2005 in the in the San Francisco State yeah, Bar. Yeah. They have a do they sell yeah, a bar in there. Yeah. No, it was yeah, funny because it was like State, it's yeah. like this. It was this basement of you know San Francisco State, and for some reason like the sewage was backed up or something. Like it smelled terrible in there. Remember? Yeah, that? there was nobody there. Well, we played this other <laughs> band called Jumbo, and uh, this guy Darren is now in a band. Uh, called San Geronimo, which is a great band, local band. And San I just, Geronimo? yeah, and I just so good. Just ran into him, and I had no, and I, you know, I kind of see him here and there, and I hadn't seen him like for years. And we, you know, we were reminiscing about that gig, just like last week. And uh, basically, we played for Jumbo, the band Jumbo, and then they played for us, and we drank much beer <laughs> in a really foul-smelling basement yeah, right. below really San Francisco State University. That was big time. It was big time. It's like we're loading in and people are like running out of the building gagging, you know. Um, but go on. That's, uh, we don't know what's happening now. <laughs> it's been a, been a long time, for sure. So, so how has the band kind of progressed since uh, since starting? Man, well, um, two, two members that weren't originally with us rejoined in, uh, what, 07, 08? When did you join this band, Reed? 07? Me? Yeah. I joined on January 1st, 2009. Um, but my first show was in November 2007. Cochran, 2010. Wow. So, yeah, we've got Well, personally for me, uh, my hair has been shrinking outside of my head and then coming out my back. Progressing. You know, it's how we judge things, right? The milestones in life, so. It's, a, it's an interesting phenomena. So, so you've, re you've recorded, um, a you like recording live albums, right? So you've recorded at the Slims, the Independent, uh, and... It's easier to record a live record. <laughs> if you like it, I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily like it, but I mean, it's cool. I think it, usually if it, ha I mean, when, since I've been in the band, whenever it happens, it's always like some outside force being like, you guys are going to record a live album. <laughs> I don't really think of it as we're recording a live album. I, I think we just, we just... We just put out a recording of the show. Kind of like Fish did, you know, with all that. Well, I mean, just, we've had, we've had some official live releases, but I'd say more in our younger days. Right? We haven't done a live, official live release. DVD. We did a DVD like three years ago, oh, yeah, two years yeah, ago. Yeah, but again, that wasn't our, we weren't like, let's make a live record. It was like some company approached us and was like, you know. Like sure, works. They, we they just initiate the sounds part of what we do. For the camera, yeah. <laughs> and that's cool. We had a boom for the camera. <laughs> you don't always get one of those. So when that opportunity presents itself, it's like when they're on the when they have you a, mean crane. a crane. When they have a crane. Oh, the crane. Yeah. The crane. Yeah. I know what you meant. You never say yeah. never say no to a production oh, company that's got the crane. The crane's the coolest part. Yeah. yeah. You get those awesome. Yeah. Shots. Yeah. Right? <laughs> 
So where's your, your favorite place to play when you're on the road? Like outside of the Bay Area. Um, New York City. New York City. I mean, we like to hit up all the, the major cities, but I mean, I, I tend to look forward to getting into the South, like Deep South, just because, I don't know, for some reason, I, I feel special that I get to go down there. It's like, I feel like going to like Alabama is the most it, exotic exotic place yeah. for for a kid from California. And I go tell my friends like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go down to you know to Tuscaloosa for this gig. They're like, what? Where is that? I they might can't as well, even picture what I, it's like. I know. What they is must, it I, like? must, I know. And I, I've <laughs> uh, yeah, never been there. Tibet, you know, like, how do they talk? What do they What do they eat there? So what do they eat there? Uh, fried food. And... <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. A lot of fried food. <laughs> Stuff like that, you know, southern, <laughs> southern, <laughs> southern cooking. I, I'm from Alabama. That's where I'm from. So, but I'm a unique Alabamian in that I left. Got out, right? Yeah. If you get out of there, you done something. Yeah. You earn stripes. So what brought you to be a part of this San Francisco band? Uh, these guys. Uh, well, uh, I'm, I have a recording studio in Oakland, and we ma- they made a record there. And then Scott got hurt, like, the day before the album release show. He got hurt in a, in a bar fight. Tell us about it. Almost lost his leg. I don't even remember it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we don't like to talk about it. Well, he's okay talk about now. That's what matters, right? Mm-hmm. On the outside. <laughs> Still broken. <laughs> He's appealing the case. He's appealing the case. Going to a higher court. They like, grew another drummer out of his butt. It's <laughs> a good thing we have two, right? <laughs> yeah. He had, to to, he had to go to Tuscaloosa to do that. virus. <laughs> I must have eaten something bad. Yeah, right. It was wrong. Right. And now we have two drummers. <laughs> bad Tuscaloosa oyster. Yeah. Tough burrito. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know where to go from there, but uh, but we can bring it's it back. Fun, though. It is. It's good times. It's fun though. So, uh, so we can bring it back to Bottle Rock. So if you guys yeah. are you guys going to all three days? You're hanging around. Uh, I was here yesterday and I saw the Cure, because uh, you know always loved. Um, you know from from being a kid. Robert Smith was the oh, man, man. You know he he single handedly got me through sixth grade. Yeah. That fucking band. Incredible. You were cheating off his papers? Or? Yeah, man. <laughs> exactly. Well, he was doing my makeup. He saw, I would add, See, my dad didn't talk to me about stuff like that. That's, yeah, why, that's so. why his lipstick song's I needed a, right now. Yeah. I needed a, he, was my, he was my visual mentor. No, just the songs. You know, it was, uh, it was... It was, you know, heartbreaking and tough in the right ratio for me at that age, you know? So are you going to stick around tomorrow? Are you going to see any bands tomorrow? Yes. Uh, my wife really wants to see LL Cool J. Ah, uh, there it is. <laughs> and uh, hopefully we can get a little, we can get a, pic, a little family picture. Right That's what I want to make happen. She would love it. I'd you like know? to go. Let's get us on a little pic like together. I'm enjoying it here. I was here yesterday. I'm leaving tomorrow, but uh, it's rad. It's a great setup, and uh, sound systems are great. Bands are great. It's fun. I liked uh, Hooray for the Riff Raff. That was my favorite. Were they good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. Um, and so, uh, it's a it's a good name, right? So, uh, so tell us about your your latest album that you, that you came out. The album artwork for it is really cool. Like, where where did that come up with? 
That came uh, from my brain. Did you did you do that? Yes. So awesome! It's very with suggestions from from Reed and and mostly Reed <laughs> and the rest of the, the rest of the band, and then I, we just went, went with it from there. Um, yeah, I mean I've I've done a lot of the artwork for the band over the years. So is art like your second hobby into to music? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I went to art school and the whole deal. So Josh um, is actually a genius. Mark. Right now, I'm, he I'm, won't tell you, but I'll tell you. I'm in the plan plan. This, I don't know if this is plan A or plan B. I don't know what the plan is. It's a plan, you know. <laughs> it's backup plan. They're, the they're, music wor- they're working work together. Out, music be, and, and painting an and everything is. I'm I'm lucky enough to have it all, be happening, for each other. So. Yeah. Well, you guys got to go here in a minute, but so I want to thank you guys for doing the interview with Concert Pipeline today, and uh, um, yeah, check out Tea Leaf Green. This is Reed Mathis from Tea Leaf Green. You're listening to Concert Pipeline. <laughs> Oh, 
Samik kind of said it at the beginning uh, that the highlight for her was Matt and Kim, and she hadn't heard much about them. Um, I started to tell her a little bit about them, but it was something she had to really see for herself. And they really are energetic in their performance, right? Yeah, it kind of blew me away. It was just fun, you know, to get somebody in who didn't know the music like me to get me excited and want to dance. And it the whole crowd just responded to them. And it's interesting when we interviewed them because they said that, you know, they feel like they responded to the crowd. So it was just this really reciprocal thing, lots of energy. It was so much fun. Yeah, and so Kim, I've met Kim, uh, I mean, really, like, the energy on her face, and I, and I, you'll hear this a little, me talk to her about this in the interview a little bit, but, uh, I mean, I guess she's so energized and can, and can tell she's really having a good time being there. Uh, she jumped up on the drum set and um, and really got into it, and I guess she's a drummer, and, um, and it was really entertaining, so definitely I'd like to see them again, and um, and so we're going to bring our interview with Matt and Kim, which we're very fortunate to have, uh, to you right now. <laughs> yeah. So we're here with Matt and Kim of uh, the aptly named band Matt and Kim. That's us, yeah. I feel like we make it easy for everyone, so it's like, you know, you're never like, what, what are their names? It's, it's basically, you know, makes everyone's life easier. That's that was the full reason why we named ourselves that. <laughs> you know, it, if you make it easy, people will like it, right? Not much more. So, <laughs> so I saw we saw your set today. It, you guys are so energetic, especially you getting up on the drum set and everything. I haven't seen Matt and Kim before, so. But. Yeah, I f- I feel we give it our all. Yeah, yeah. See, there's some, you know, I feel like there's some. Okay, for example, I think about, I sometimes watch basketball games, and if it's not the finals. I see, feel like the athletes are giving it like 80% or whatever. And like, there is not a show where I'm not playing like it's the last game of the season. Eight, I, six. Yeah. <laughs> I am playing with everything I got. And, uh, but then also, when you have a great audience like this showing you energy back and whatnot, we feed off that. Like, we want to see that active audience. And on a beautiful day, it's. And I feel like we just didn't know what to expect because it's just a young festival, oh, yeah. and so I felt the crowd was awesome. Yeah, totally. So, uh, so where, were you, where was your last show that you guys played? The last we were, played a festival in Alabama called Hangout Festival on the beach. Uh, that was our last show. Yeah, we've been like killing it with weather at festivals. Can't, we can't say that now. Now it's gonna be yeah, pouring know, right? rain at every festival from now on. <laughs> Even though I feel like on. in Napa Valley. There's sure to be a lot of rain that happens out here. Oh, yeah. So kind of lucky weekend, right? Yeah, it, it can hit or miss. Anywhere in the Bay Area, you, you never know yeah. how it's going Well, no, the so. Bay Area is so confusing to me because we've come here in the summer on festival, and I'm like, it's really cold. We've come in the winter, and it's still really cold. Like, I don't think I've ever come here during not, a hot It doesn't hot get hot, time. right? It doesn't it, get it hot. It doesn't, no. I mean, we you pay extra to live here, and you get the weather yeah. along with it. Pretty much you're paying to... For the, the just that yeah. even weather. Just, yeah, you don't have to deal with tornadoes or anything that all those other locations get, so it's not bad. So Yeah. Well, it's funny, though, because I feel like we didn't think tornadoes would hit Brooklyn, and now they're starting to hit uh, Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. So watch out. Got to watch out. <laughs> we'll be moving soon. We're, we're safe. We're safe. No. Very cool. So, so tell us about how you guys got together. Well, we met in college. We both went to an art school called Pratt Institute. And uh, Kim made the moves on me. Um, I was intimidated. She had tattoos, you know. I was just a country boy from Vermont. <laughs> and uh, 
And so we got together romantically. There wasn't so much romance, just more... Uh, Straight up hardcore sex. Bam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then years later, before we ever played music together, Kim just wanted to learn how to play drums. She'd never played the drum set before. I didn't sing or play keyboard. So we figured that out. And then we're here. That, that's, yeah, the short story. One, two, three. Exactly, uh, yeah. right? Did you, did you teach yourself drums or... I guess you'd call it that, right? I yeah. still, I there's still a ton I need to learn, but yeah, it was basically just figuring out. And same with you on the keyboard. Yeah, you kind of play the keyboard like a guitar and a bass. I came from a background of guitar and bass, and I played two keyboards on stage, and like one with one finger, like it's bass notes, and the other like power chords. Now it's sort of changed. That's how we started yeah. out. Well, I think there's something to, you know, I mean, a lot of bands, you know, know how to play the drums, but they don't have that energy. Like, that. You, you, they, I wish I could describe the excitement that you show on stage because it's, it's so, like, amazing. And I think that's a lot of what really gets your crowd going, too. Well, I get to bang away at the drums. It's fun. Yeah, so Kim self-proclaims hits shit with sticks. Yeah. That, that's her job. Yeah. But so, yeah, there's some drummers who are very technical and it's all in the wrist. Kim doesn't know how to use her wrist. It's just full arm, like those monkey drumming things. Yeah. Just full arm. You can't see me doing this on the other side of the podcast, but I'm like that wrestler, the bushwhacker, that or whatever that used to do that motion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really cool. So, uh, so you guys have been together a long time. Any any talk about marriage? Oh, Sensitive no. subject. Why or? break something that's not broken, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're uh, we're gonna be together forever. Yeah. I know that. No I mean, when you guess on this good, right? right? Exactly. <laughs> See, they can't tell that I'm pointing at myself, so they think I'm pointing at oh, you. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, for the record, she is pointing at herself. Very so modest. Good, yeah. Exactly. I stay with her for the modesty. Yeah. So, you guys are just here for today at the Bottle Rock? No, we're going to drink for three more days. Yeah, it's very, awesome. it's like usually we only come into a town where they're for like 16 hours yeah. at a time. And here, got in last night, we're not leaving till like Tuesday. Not for a while. We're so gonna. So you're doing an Napa? Oh, basically, we're gonna do some wine tours. Kim's. We call it Mama's Juice. Uh, we're gonna go. Yeah, do some tasting. Even though, honestly, when we went to that wine spot last time, I'm just I have my palate, as they would say, is completely uneducated. And I, I really, I, I don't know if I can tell good wine from bad wine. No, see, that's why we got to keep doing this to, to teach yourself. You gotta get in it. No, yeah. I think it works out because I can drink like cheap wine. I'm like, this is really good. Yeah, yeah. you I know, don't want to get too educated. Honestly, my my wife and I, uh, this is my wife Meg. Um, uh, we are both from Napa, and we don't really drink wine either. So we're right there with you. Yeah. So if you need some company, you know, figuring out the wine thing around Napa, yeah. you let you let us know. So. Uh, so we can all be clueless exactly, together. Right? Get. Yes, this this tastes good. You know, slosh it around. You know, a little bit. Right? No, you got to keep telling them this doesn't taste good, so oh, that they exactly, let you try right? other wine. Yes. Oh no, yeah. you got something better right in the back. <laughs> Who else are you excited to see here? At the I mean, Weezer, Outkast. Uh, we missed TV on the radio yesterday because we got in late, but um, I don't know. Like, uh, I'm curious to see Outkast's performance because, I don't know, I feel like, you know, you take, I mean, I know for us, if we take, like, two months off from playing shows, it is really hard to get back. Never mind 10 years yeah. or however long it was. Yeah. Yeah. But I hear that like they've been killing it because they're doing basically every festival this summer. And we've done other festivals with them, but different days, so we missed them. So it all worked out today. Yeah. 
Let's see. And do you have a tour planned after this? No, we're just working on music. We're kind of doing uh, doing festivals on weekends while we're continuing working on music, and someday we'll finish that. But we're psyched about it, but it takes a while. You can finish something, it takes forever to come out. But, yeah. our, you know, our main goal is, like, we want to surprise people yeah. and surprise ourselves with what we put out next. I mean, it's funny, playing at a festival with this with so many, like, um, you know, there's legendary bands who've been playing for a long time. It makes us feel like we're a young band. Yet in the other scheme of things, we've been playing for almost 10 years. We have four albums out, and uh, and we're like, I feel like whatever we do next has to be... I'm excited to like make it different and change, yeah. Where do you like to, to write on the road? Or, I mean, is it on the road, or do you just... We don't write much. No, there's never time on the road. You kind of think, like, oh, this will work, and it never happens, so... We, after Thanksgiving, we took some time off when we were home writing. So, yeah. Do you kind of find yourselves writing in the studio, or you go, you write and then you go? In the we studio? write in our own. We have a sort of a, like a, well, I call it the laundry room, because the laundry machine is in the room that we have a studio built, and that's where we do most of our writing. I, I like that. I, I think there's a certain pressure when you're in like a big fancy recording studio, paying a lot of money every day to like. Yeah output I'd rather just like casually be drinking cups of tea and going to the laundry room to work on music so uh, so tell me a little bit more about what you're writing right now you said you're kind of in the process of it right yeah I mean so we'll we'll draft out songs and then our last album we self-produced recorded um, engineered all of that mixed but this one we're working with a whole bunch of different producers I'm doing saying putting my eggs in many baskets and like we're just working with different people slutting around uh you know in the dating circuit of producers and um i don't know i i I think that's cool because it 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 gives different flavors to different things so so we'll work on songs ourselves and then most everyone's out in la spending a bit of time out there which is nice we'll fly out to the west coast for a little bit we're california fans i've been california dreaming for many years so do you feel you have to up the game like the next with with each album that you kind of come out? Do you kind of go in and try? It's like you feel you have to. It's kind of like you want to. I mean, you just want to you want to change it up for yourself. But at the same time, we say WWMKD, which is what would Matt and Kim do, and Matt and Kim wouldn't get too fancy. Like whenever, because we are getting becoming better musicians. Yet I think when you can simplify things to their barest essentials, that's the purest form of it. I. And I think that about everything creatively. I think that's why people really respond to our music videos and stuff is because they're ideas we have that we've tried to make as basic as possible. And I think they resonate more, resonate more than having like some, you know, oh, we'll shoot the band in a cool room. There'll be this subplot with a girl and they'll be running around. It's like, no, just get food thrown at you or take your clothes off in Times Square. Yeah. Dance in a bed. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so tell me a little bit more about the videos that you guys make when you kind of are doing that. I've, I've heard, uh, I mean, there's a lot of creative stuff around that, right? Yeah. Even though it's, it is simple, right? Yeah, but I think that's that's the toughest challenge. It's, um, I don't know, they're mostly all ideas we came up with. And, and you know, I, I went to film school, and this is sort of the only um way I express that sort of visual side of the of the medium of creativity yeah. that I have in my mind and um, yeah I, I don't know I but yeah 
people have certainly connected, and, and it's just the way I, I want it to be like, even if you hate our music, I want you to love this music video. Yeah. Um, and that's well, let's what, hope they don't hate yeah. it, though. <laughs> but, may, but hopefully, maybe you didn't know our music and you checked out the video and you liked us. I, I just think it's a powerful uh, marketing tool, for lack of better way to put it. And kind of on the heels of that, and this is probably a little dated, you know, because things go so fast, but you guys did a Harlem Shake video. Tell me, tell me how that came about. I mean, that was just kind of like one morning you were showing me what... Uh, uh, it was a was hedgehog it? does the Harlem Shake. I woke up in the tour bus and I was, I was on some blog and I saw it. And this was sort of in the beginning of that week. It was basically like a week yeah, of this. It didn't last very long. Yeah. But, um, and I was like, what the heck is this? And then, but the funny thing is that Bauer song, I we're a fan of Bauer's stuff and before that we had it actually on our sort of sample pad on stage and yeah. Kim and I would dance to that Harlem Shake song on stage and I was and I said oh we should do something like this and Kim's like let's do it tonight and we were in somewhere in upstate New York and um, and now we're in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most people in a Harlem Shake video it's something awesome. people will not remember in a year from <laughs> then but, but it's, uh, you have it and it was hey, fun it right? made it to print and print's not yes. dead <laughs> Well, Matt, Kim, thank you for yeah. doing the interview today. I appreciate it.
Oh, sorry, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I know. Silent over here. <laughs> hey. Can you do a, a promo for just so yeah. you know where Matt and Kim Hey, I'm Matt. And I'm Kim. And we're a band called Matt and Kim. And you're listening to Concert Pipeline. Hey, what's up? We're Matt and Kim. We're Brooklyn. Yeah! It's great to be in Napa in the Bay Area. Brooklyn, Berkeley, San Francisco. Y'all stand up. One of our favorite corners of the world out here. And goddamn, look at this day. Oh, my gosh. kind of festival day. Um, thank y'all for being here. Thanks for Bottle Rock for having us. And I know it's a little warm out in that sun, but y'all ready to heat it up? Y'all ready to heat it up? Kim, are you ready? Napa, y'all ready?
of other highlights from uh, Bottle Rock Festival where uh, while we were in the media tent waiting for Tea Leaf Green, um, we actually were standing right next to the guys from Weezer, which was really cool. Um, and we saw Blues Traveler for about uh, a well, minute. You might as well go into your story about you Weezer because you were pretty upset with me. Well, so, okay, so let's let's take a step back, right? So we were standing right in front of Weezer, and they were having this VIP uh, picture session where uh, one person was in charge of taking all the pictures on their iPhone of people with the band, right? Well, they all had, like, a meet-and-greet pass or something, and we just happened to be standing there. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, I could have very well uh, worked my way into the meet and greet picture taking uh, I mean they didn't let you stand there for, uh, with Weezer for more than 10 seconds and Rivers Como I, I mean I would call it a picture session I would yeah, not call it, it wasn't, a meet and greet there was no greeting it was very fast well you did call it a meet and greet <laughs> well, but you you're retracting I mean they weren't talking to him there was no there was no you know autographs nothing it was just a very quick picture it's like standing next to a billboard sort of thing right a stand-up of the the band because rivers Cromo like kind of shows no emotion he was just you know yeah. kind of standing there right oh yeah yeah uh, yeah and i mean but it's i mean he's a piece of music history kind of so it would be cool to have a picture with him and i could have very well had one um but there was a lady that was saying no taking pictures with your own camera and uh meg t uh, heard that advice and what did you do well, I just, I like to follow the rules. Here was my reasoning, you know, we were getting ready for our interview with Tea Leaf Green, and shortly after that, we were gonna interview Matt and Kim, and I just thought, if somebody's there telling you not to do something, I didn't want to risk our chances of getting the interview. I thought that I would follow the rules. I'm kind of a rule-following girl. It's not very exciting, but that's just the way I live my life. <laughs> And the way I live my life is you get one chance at things uh, and something like that you don't really want to miss, well, right? I think it's also important to note that somebody else was taking pictures and they were asked to stop. Now this person was legit. They had the, you know, the photo pass and everything. They had the professional camera and even she was told that there was just one camera taking photos and she needed to stop. So I felt like if I pulled out my iPhone and started taking pictures, uh, it was definitely, I, I was going to get busted. Uh, but what does busted mean, right? I mean, because she wasn't taking people's cameras away, their their phones or anything. Some other people had taken some pictures. She asked them to stop. Okay, all we needed was one picture. So it would have the picture would have happened. And uh, I just feel like they could have asked us to leave the media tent, and then Matt and Kim wouldn't have happened, which uh, was you know the highlight for me. And you know we got to see them. You know we did. that was that was good. <laughs> and uh, you know you stood six feet away from all the members of Weezer and but no one will ever know, so. <laughs> they do now you yes. immortalized it you immortalized the moment in your podcast I did right so uh, so that was that was pretty enjoyable and then um, we saw Outcast what were your thoughts of Outcast um, you know just overall today it was just really a lot more going on way more people way more crowded and um, I surprisingly I had a lot more fun um, and I think that Outcast was a really nice way to end the show. Just a lot of fun. Everybody was really into it. Some people were a little too into it. A lot of people were really drunk, which is, you know, can lead to a lot of fun and can lead to a lot of craziness. So it was kind of a mixed bag there at the end of the night. It was pretty crazy. So I think uh, kind of the best way to end it is with a, a song from Outcast. Um, and so we'll, we'll do that. Before we do, remember... 
You must follow Concert Pipeline on Twitter at Concert Pipeline. You must follow Concert Pipeline. <laughs> exactly. And uh, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Concert Pipeline pod. Uh, and you'll get to see some uh, cool pictures from Bottle Rock, including where um, I ran into Rome from uh, Sublime with Rome, which was cool, uh, while Meg was sleeping on the lawn. It was a much needed nap. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it a really good time. Uh, next time on Concert Pipeline, uh, we may have Spin Doctors. Uh, we're still in the middle of Bottle Rock, uh, finishing that up right now, uh, so that they may be left over. And also, uh, we'll probably have the Chipotle Cultivate Festival uh, from San Francisco, uh, featuring um, Andrew McMahon, Neon Trees, and American Authors. So uh, we're in the process of setting up those interviews. Not 100% booked yet, but um, I'm told they should happen. Uh, otherwise, we'll have some more good stuff in the future. I'm so very confident in that. They should happen. They should happen. I'm not going to guarantee anything that hasn't happened yet. So, But it's also our daughter's fourth birthday, so that yes. podcast will rock regardless. It will. And maybe she'll be a part of it. <laughs> so uh, for Concert Pipeline, I'm Steve Jones. And I'm Megan Jones. Have a night. What is for credits? I don't know what that means to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah. Yeah. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it. Okay. In five, four, three. Ah!